The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Episode here at the Kick Pod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insight of my martial arts journey, as well as discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects, and also highlighting certain martial artists all around the world, ranging from movie actors and world-renowned martial artists, past, present, and possibly future. All right, so. Kind of, um, well, of course, we're still in the month of March, and yet spring is on its way. You know, we mostly, it's kind of a back-and-forth battle with the weather. I mean, last week we had, like, nice warm weather for a change. And, of course, um, over the weekend it went, um, it took a downward spiral and got cold again. So there's no telling when spring is, or when it's going to get actually warmer anytime soon. But, you know. I'm looking forward to it. You know, this is where I get my energy is when it's hot. And definitely I would be looking forward to run outside once in a while. I mean, I don't mind running on my treadmill, but, you know, I'd rather be running outside. You know, it kind of gives you a journey. And, uh, and speaking of things that happened in last week, you know, I forgot to mention this last week. Um, uh, Chuck Norris's birthday was um, last Wednesday. Of course, he turned 81. And really, you know, since our annual convention is back on the scene um, of course with um, a year hiatus hiatus due to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic and I'm looking forward to actually going back to Vegas to attend this convention you know other than just um, seeing my UFAP brothers and sisters um, I'm at least on a journey to become master rank in the Chuck Norris system you know, I really look forward to this. Definitely, um, of course, um, getting things prepared, uh, and of course, um, people are talking about their next stimulus check. Of course, uh, you know, there's been too many arguments over there. You know, I wasn't expecting to get another stimulus check. You know, we got this is pretty much our third one we got so far from the, the from the government, and really. I mean, there's going to be people out there going on a shopping spree, but, you know, I'm going to be smart about it. Just I'm going to save my money. You know, I'm not going to go out and worry about things that I don't need. You know, I'm just worried about have food to eat, paying the bills, and keeping clothes on my back and having a roof over my head. That's what I'm worried about. You know, I don't have to worry about being luxurious just to impress people. All right. And, of course, we're still in March, which yet we're still in Women's History Month. Well, definitely, of course, we had our um, Women's um, International Day last week. Of course, you know, you get your, uh, you know, you just um, give your appreciation to the women that are making an impact in the world today, as well as women that made an impact, like, in the past, that really, really kind of, um, you know, I try to think of the word, kind of um, revolves 
around women today. You know, you give them the courage to do what they should they should have done like years ago. You know, you always should have courage. You know, even I'm encouraging women to, you know, you cannot be scared of getting better, of getting like really speaking your mind. Right, so really, that's what I, that's what I feel. I think. Okay, so since we're continuing um, Women's History Month, let's add a little. Um, let's add another person to the history. Ron Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I said again, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Of course, you got her being a a former former um, MMA fighter. Of course, a uh, judoka. Of actress and even a professional wrestler, yeah, definitely keeping herself occupied. And well, pretty much, I could say I'm not a fan of UFC or MMA, but however, you know, the fact is that you got so many good people there that really make an impact. That um, you know, you get to know them because they're out in public eye. And I probably could say the first time I've heard of um ronda rousey is from first i seen her in the movie the expendables 3 of course she was playing a female bouncer who was um recruited by sylvester stallone's character to go on a dangerous mission of course uh yeah and definitely she made an impact in um that movie and really i didn't really pay attention that if that was her but um you know after like really seeing her in most places, well, most one one place I probably would could remember to see her is um, WrestleMania 31. Of course, you got The Rock doing his thing, like really, like shining over, like sh shining in the ring. Of course, uh, you got Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in there, and uh, of course you got The Rock shining, shining over both of them. And of course, um, it got to the point where Stephanie slapped um The Rock. And um, he kind of left briefly, and then he looked at Ronda Rousey in the front row, and you know Ronda Rousey, you, she gives that look to tell you that she ain't playing. You know she could be like a wonderful person, but if you get her mad, she'll turn into Vegeta's daughter. Well, that's what people would refer to her since she's a Dragon Ball C fan, and she she's referred to as Vegeta's daughter because how powerful she is. And she does everything in such high command. And yet, of course, The Rock invites her to the ring. And yet, of course, Stephanie McMahon threatens to remove her from the ring. But, you know, she says, any ring I step into is my ring. So, which means if you want her to leave, then you have to force her to leave. <laughs> and that didn't happen. <laughs> and yet, being definitely... The Rock and Ronda definitely made a big impact. Well, even Ronda made an even bigger impact doing a hip toss to Triple H. And, of course, um, threatened to do an arm bar to Stephanie McMahon. Right, so, pretty much, that's just my look of um, my first glimpse of Ronda Rousey. And really get to know who she is. Right. But, before I get actually get into that point of her career, let's go back Let's go back in history. Who was Ronda Rousey before she became the Ronda Rousey? All right, so going back to history. 
All right, so, you know, being born in Riverside, California on February 1st, 1987. Well, she, yeah, and of course, she's, I could say I beat her by two years. Of course, yeah, she's, she's still young. And, of course, you know, a lot of women um, usually retire at a young age when it comes to physical sports. Of course, uh, yet, um, you, let's just say she was surrounded by martial arts and of course um she was um the one of the, she's the daughter of another olympian olympian champion uh amaria de mars of course uh that's the mother and then of course her father the late um ron rousey yeah and of course that's where she got her last name from her father her late father and of course yeah and i say her mother was a judah judoka and of course, um, she was the first first American to win the judo championships in 1984. So that's definitely a big accomplishment in her family. And of course, uh, yeah, definitely. Of course, she lost her father to suicide in 19, 1995. So roughly 25 years ago, because you know it's pretty much tough on her losing her father at the age of eight. You know, after her father broke her back sledding, and of course she was at the point of being um, paralympic, and of course, uh, and then definitely would that lead to quadrilympic, and, and definitely. But you know that doesn't get there down. Of course, her mother goes on to get a PhD in educational psychology and from the University of Columbia, University of California. And of course, yeah. Definitely, but just to set her side, but definitely, of course, other than having a journey in martial arts, Ron, her journey of martial arts, I mean, I mean, her only setback is that she had a um, a, a neural childhood speech um, disorder called um, apraxia, apraxia. I mean, but definitely, you know, you it has a, um, a condition that you can't form a a complete sentence, you know, you have trouble. Mostly that was, um, she was born with a umbilical cord around her neck. And that kind of, um, kind of pushed um, her condition to get worse. But yet, uh, and, you know, that's just the thing, the setback. You know, you have so, so many disabilities and you want to get better for yourself, but you don't know how. And yet, you go to speech therapy and do any type of therapy, you know, it was tough for me as a kid, being born with attention hyperactivity disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and, you know, I had to go to therapy, you know, at time from time to time, you know, and it was terrible, that's the thing, you know, being on medication, I really try to control myself, and yet, you know, sometimes it gets to me, you know, and, you know, I get too wild and do something stupid, but, you know, I got a, I got a reputation now, and, you know, I have to learn to control my condition, and yet, um, and I guess the best way to really help control my condition was martial arts, and I guess that's the thing that really helped Rhonda get, get more better with herself and control her disability, you know, with disability, you can't, you can't outgrow it, but you can overcome it. 
and that's um that's what she that that's where she did pretty much with her life and this would lead to her beginning judo at the age of 11 and of course she would train with her mother until the age of 13 and yet she accidentally broke her mother's wrist doing this definitely you know really if i was training my mother i'd be very careful yeah and of course this would be the start of her olympian career of course um this would force her to drop out of high school but later she would go get her ged okay so definitely the beginning of her olymp olympian olympic career of course um at the age of 17 she was the youngest judica to qualify for the 2004 olympics olympic games in athens of course uh she would lose in the first in her first match against silver against a silver a silver medalist in the um the sixty in the sixty three kilogram um, bracket. So we got Clara, Hella, and then of course. Uh, but yet that same year she would redeem herself again, win a gold medal in the World Junior Judo Championships in Hungary. So basically, that first loss, you know, you definitely have an opportunity to become the best that you can be, and yet you go, you go um, face the. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah, you go face the best that there ever was, but you know, going against Silverless and losing in the first match, you know, if I, you know, it feel like a a detriment to you, but you know, it's a. It's life lesson to you. If you want to be the best, you got to train to be the best. And of course, this would lead to to her being the first U.S. judo to nearly nearly in ten years to win the A level tournament. As she went on to a five five zero claiming a golden. Birmingham World Cup in Great Britain in April 2006. Right? And then, of course, later that year, she would win a bronze in the Junior World Championships and become the first athlete to win two junior medals. That Pretty much that was two junior, junior medals. At the age of 19, you know, definitely you see this. This is accomplishments, building herself up, you know, Definitely, this is really when it comes to being a a competitor going to. Well, I don't know. It's just speechless. You know how much training you have to go through just to become a world champion. You know the fact is of you know dropping out of high school, and really, and but definitely getting your education back. You know, I feel like that was um, Rhonda's idea to really build herself up you know the fact that she had a speech disability and really build herself up and just really get back to where she needs to be all right so definitely moving forward and of course uh, she would win more medal different gold medals you know in judo championships um pan american games and of course the olympic games she would be a uh a bro she would get a bronze medal when she would win a bronze medals, um, of course, uh, and becoming the first American to win a Olympic medal in the women's judo since it was um, created in 1992. 
Hey, that was definitely something interesting. I mean, all those medals. All right, that's pretty much our judo positioning. Of course, after <clears throat> she decides to retire at the age of 21, of course, she decided to approach a different, um, a different sport, something that's really um, that's geared toward her judo um, training. Of course, being a judo practitioner, you know, she's very known to do hip toss. Like I mentioned in like before when she hip tossed Triple H at WrestleMania 31. All right, she of course she would retire from the Olympics and then approach to the mixed martial arts career. Of course, uh, she would go to, um, train at the at the highest highest in well oh yeah highest in. No, Heiston. That's one of the Heiston MMA Academy, which she was um, trained by. Um, definitely, up and also pioneer. You got. Um, she was trained by. Um, Gaka, Gaka, Chaka. I don't know how to say his name, but you know, Chaka, Chaka, Chicken, Chaka Chiffin. Oh man, really. Some of these names that I have a hard time pronouncing, but you know he ran the school, and you know, got, and definitely she would train with um future MMA fighters. You know you got Kato, Parison, and then you got uh, then you got Manny Manny. Let's see if I can pronounce this. Uh, Gabri Gabrian. Some some of these names that it's hard to pronounce. You know, but you know, at least I try. You know, and of course, yet um, she was. Of course, the school that she went to, of course, the academy would train less in judo's, more like a brawling type judo style. You know, definitely you have to definitely in judo. You know, that's the whole the whole concept of that is basically takedowns and throws. You couldn't throw any strikes, so definitely MMA had that those rules versus judo. And of course, uh, this was definitely a different approach for Rhonda because at times that she would get frustrated because uh, yet she would face male bigger than her and yet um, she would get dropped every time. And I guess and she mentioned that she would cry every single night of training, you know, due to like, you know, I guess there was not enough women to train with to do MMA. But, you know, that's how it is. But not to really, um, not to really set yourself back from training and getting, making, making an impact. Of course, yet yeah, she would get, um, and, uh, Gabriel would, um, yeah, Gabriel would, um, definitely volunteer to, to train, to help her train her personally to get her back on her feet. And, that's really that's really always best, you know. You always find that one person that really can help you build yourself versus people that would just keep things to themselves. You know, I'm really open with ears, you know. If somebody wants to help me get better at what I do, you know, I always I'm humble. You know, I always want to be better. You know, and yet I would pass that along to somebody that would be struggling. And really try to get them to understand that you know that I'm out there to help
So definitely, of course, this would lead to her having an amateur. This would really lead to her having an amateur career in to, um, to 2010 and to uh, 2010. Of course, she made a debut as an amateur um, going against Hayton. Hayton um, must uh, mute. Munez or man, really, most of these names, I just most of these names are like Spanish, you know, and mostly um, overseas. Um, I know, sorry, I can't pronounce them, you know, but that's why, you know, Hayden. Yeah, definitely, she um, within twenty three seconds, she gets her arm bar, and she makes her submit. Uh, so definitely, mostly, I could say when it comes to her fighting style. She doesn't waste any time, you know. Mostly her 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 fights were period against submission, because right? mostly her um her signature move would be the armbar. I mean, really, I see pretty much seen it done like so many times. You know, the one thing that you won't, don't want to do is give her her give her your arm because she'll break it. Right? Yet, of course, um, her amateur career only lasted three fights, and yet because um, of course. She would go on to um, make her debut in actual pro MMA fights. So definitely, of course, in the amateur, she would keep a record of 3-0. and And would go on to fight in um, Strike Force from 2011 to 2012. And of course, she would make an impact in um, her debut fight against... Um, the the Leo, the Sarah De Leo, and um, of course her fight was supposed to be scheduled July thirtieth, but of course it was moved to August um twelfth of um two thousand eleven, of course Las Vegas, and yet, uh she would um make her tap, of course with an arm bar, I mean that's a start of her um, uh, her strike or um MMA fight. And that, of course, before this is both definitely, but this is before UFC took over the sport. Of course, this is yet um, pretty much the almost the low budget um, MMA um, circuit, but yet um, you know she's making an impact, making an impact, and um, going, going pretty much going undefeated until she became the um, the Benetton. Bill of Weights, the Bill of Weights um, uh, women's champion, and this was um, this was around um, March third of twenty twelve, two thousand twelve. Of course, in Columbus, Ohio. So of course, she would go against. Um, it was definitely a t- um, going against Tate. Of course, uh, she would uh, definitely wouldn't waste time. Going against a, a fight, and then she would. This is where she become champion, and of course it would, would involve her being the first female UFC champion after the um, strike force was bought off by um, UFC, and of course uh, this would go on to her being probably the most undefeated um, uh, UFC uh, women's champion in history, until of course uh, she gets. Uh, she gets uh, defeated by Sarah. She gets defeated by uh, 
Yeah, what was it? Oh yeah, Holly Holmes. Yeah, she got um she got defeated. That was be her first defeat. So definitely, mostly um that's um Ronda Rousey would um definitely her fight. Of course, her fight style. You know, she was mostly judo and mostly submission. I guess she wasn't really ready for strikes and really built on endurance. So definitely, of course, her first loss was definitely a life lesson for her that, um, of course, you know, definitely there's people in the world feeling that nobody couldn't beat Ronda Rousey. But it was at this point where she went against Holly Holmes and she... Um, she was, I guess she wasn't really prepared for Holmes' striking. And for there, she was, and she was, she was lost. She lost, of course. Uh, and in this case, uh, she was uh, medically suspended by the UFC. I mean, of course, I guess uh, I think she broke their jaw. But I'm, I'm not sure about it, but really, but nevertheless, you know, in life, you have to lose sometime I mean even if you don't want to I mean mostly definitely that's the that's the thing mostly that has to happen you know you let lose sometime to the better person and yet Wanda really learned that when she went against Holly Holmes right of course but not to say that um, she's still not the best and you know people are still afraid of her anyway you know of course, the baddest woman on the planet, you know, there's plenty of bad women in the planet that, of course, I wouldn't mess with. So I definitely have my share of fear. Not that I, it's not about just, it's not about just um, respect, you know, respect and dignity. It's about really earning your, earning your spot. You know, you want to earn your spot. You want to earn your respect. Okay. So with Ronda Rousey. Then of course, uh, of course, after UFC, it would lead on to having movie roles. You know, of course, I mentioned she was in Expendables three, and yet um, she was, um, yeah, she was in um, the um, Fast one of Fast and the Furious movies. I think it was five or six. I mean, yeah, she had her a fight scene. I mean, I don't. Let's see. I can remember. I mean, that was a good fight scene. I mean, she was definitely getting, well, definitely almost getting her ass or getting her getting handed to her. But yet she was pretty much carrying the fight. You know, nobody can't challenge her. Oh yeah, and I also remember the movie Entourage. That was the one scene, and I think I filmed it once. <laughs> so I, I guess the guy was trying to ask her out a date, and I guess if he could get through, um, think a minute. Or either 30 seconds or a minute with her then she would date her, date him but um of course I guess he didn't quit and got his arm broken <laughs> yeah the signature arm bar <laughs> I mean uh, I mean that was just something else I mean but yet other than having a movie career of course she would turn her attention to or like her her second love um the Wrestling, of course, uh, she mentioned that she made her debut, mostly not her debut, but uh, she made an appearance in WrestleMania 31 um, as she um, a rock inviter into the ring. And then, she, of course, she hand, or 
manhandled Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. And of course, uh, this kind of publicity stunt would lead to um, her actually making a debut at um, the Royal Rumble in 2008. And of course, um, it was mentioned that she was being signed to the WWE, and yet uh, she makes an appearance in the Royal Rumble that year. And um, of course, she was going to shake hands with um, Asuka, and of course, Asuka slapped her hand out of the way. All right, really, I guess uh, yet Ronda didn't take it personal. I guess she knows that uh, she <laughs> she's not going to make any friends there. And I mean, she's like, I don't care who you are. I mean, you're in the WWE. You're not in UFC. Okay. And of course, it would. Um, of course, in a couple months, it would lead her to sign the contract. And uh, of course, there was an angle where you have Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Kurt Angle. And uh, Ronda Rousey in the ring. Of course, she does her contract sign. In this case, uh, of course, <laughs> yeah, with every celebrity, you got to make like a, a publicity stunt. And yet you got Kurt Angle, you know, he shoots off his big mouth. And uh, yet um, you got Triple H, of course, shutting, trying to shut Kurt Angle up. In this case, you got Ronda slamming Triple H through the, through the table. And yet, Stephanie, with her signature slap, only activated, well, that didn't do much for, um, didn't do much for Stephanie, but yet, it just activated Ronda to Vegeta mode. That, that was, um, something else. And then, of course, this would lead to her having a match at, um, WrestleMania 34, as, um, he, she teamed up with Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle and um, to go against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and yet a match that I mean I guess people thought it was going to be The Rock and um, Ronda Rousey but of course yet yeah, it was Kurt Angle and Ronda and of course yet uh, like any other celebrity that that wrestled in the WWE ring you know Mr. T Lawrence Taylor uh, Floyd Mayweather Aki Bono you had to put them over, you know, they always had to get over, you know, you got Ronda defeating Triple H and um, Stephanie McMahon, of course, uh, Ronda put Stephanie McMahon in the armbar, quickly taps out, and that was just one of the wonderful WrestleManias, and yet, and just the, the real history of how she got her name, Rowdy Ronda Rousey, of course, uh, she got permission from the late Rowdy Piper for, uh, to use the name. So it was definitely uh, an honor for her to actually have the name uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey, and of, uh, of course, and uh, definitely she would <clears throat> go on to having um, even a successful career and become and definitely becoming a um, a women's champion. I think she um, either she got both titles or one, but. Yet she was, um, well, yeah, I think she got one of the titles. I think she was the Raw Women's title, women's Champion where she defeated Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. And, um, of course, um, yeah, I think I remember making an appearance. She made an appearance in Buffalo. Yeah, I remember that day. It was, um, I was coming from Vegas, of course, and I went straight to the arena. 
kind of serious, kind of, kind of stupid of me going from the airport to the, to the arena and getting jet jet lag. Nearly fell asleep a couple times. You know, I kind of fell asleep on those um, like those low budget matches, but nevertheless, uh, it was definitely something. So yet uh, you have um, definitely you have um, Ronda making an impact in WWE for pretty much almost a year until like the next WrestleMania where she loses her title in a triple threat match uh, against uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Of course, Becky Lynch was the victorious in that um, in that match. Of course, pinning Ronda. I guess the fact that. She, I think she had him in arm, had her an arm bar, and then I guess she pinned, or no, it wasn't an arm bar. It was, uh, I think it was a backslide. She pinned Ronda. Yet, um, that match was a main event of at WrestleMania 35, um, which was kind of, well, I, I think it was would have been interesting if it was like something, like an impact. I mean, it would 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 have been a nice finish, like somewhere. But nevertheless, you know, Rana had her share in, um, had her share in, um, the, pretty much the sport, right, and that pretty much would lead her to, yeah, pretty much lead the WWE to probably focus on her personal life, you know, really, of course, she's married to another UFC, UFC fighter, I mean, uh, Travis Brown, of course, yet, uh, yet, that too was married. Now, I don't know if she's focused on getting kids, but nevertheless, on the other side of the coin, I mean, other than being a uh, a vegan and um, a Dragon Ball Z Pokemon fan, you know, that's yeah, that's the thing. The, that's the great thing, thing I like about Ronda Rousey is that she's a fan of Vegeta. I'm so I'm so a fan of Vegeta. And really, that's pretty much how her life is. Uh, well, okay, so with this episode, um, of course, kind of review on Ronda Rousey, you know, uh, Judica, an uh, accomplished uh, MMA fighter. And, uh, of course, uh, some a woman that you wouldn't cross. Uh, so even though she had her losses, and of course... Her amateur record is um, 3-0, and and of course, her professional record, of course, she's 12-2, and of course, four, out of 14 fights that she had, I mean, chances are, I don't know if she's going to make a comeback, but um, yes, if, she, if it is, and I hope she's willing to really get back into it and really get, 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 back, to, get back in gear and really... Well, probably if she wants to come back from retirement, uh, definitely it'd be some someone that's really sh- going to shoot off, shoot off their mouth. You know, it's always that one person that shoots off their mouth and wants to prove something. And you know, that's really some poor person. Some people definitely, um, definitely are should definitely should keep their mouth shut. But you know, that's just that's how the world is. Okay, so that concludes my episode of um, the Kick Pod. Mentioned um, talking about Ronda Rousey's career, life, and career. And um, 
of course, this is still March. We're still talking about Women's History Month. And yet, um, next week, I, of course, this will be the last episode of uh, the Women's History Month. And, of course, um, April is on its way, probably as fast as possible. You know, spring is coming, and hope is coming fast. You know, we, we don't have any snow yet, but yet I know more is coming. But, you know, we can have our April showers. And uh, I'm looking forward to it getting warmer. All right, so this concludes my episode. And um, I'll see you next time for another episode of the Kickbot Dojo. This is your host, TJ Williams. Bye.